What's up? It's your girl Tisha Campbell, and you're tuned in to the Hot Zone on Legend of Tunes with DJ Most P. Good day, everybody. This is DJ Most Precious with the all-new In the Hot Zone right here at MPP Studios, Alton, Illinois. If you want to know the zip code, that's 60002. Yes, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri, 63136 zip code. But I just wanted y'all to know, like, hey, we live, man. It is no other place to be but locked in right now with the Hot Zone, International Most P, right here at MPP Studios. Shout out to our sponsors, Midwest Fleet Radio, as well as Legion of Tunes, as well as Most Precious Promotions and Productions, as well as MostPreciousPromotions.com. There's so many others. But shout out to our sponsors and our supporters. This tonight's show is going to be phenomenal. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, God, let's go, let's go. Hey, everybody, this is your girl, International Most P. Rock it in the hot zone. All new, where you get all your hot juices, hot spices, and hot everything. And today we have a hot guest. This time it's a hot model from Russia. Everybody like, oh, my God, it's a model from Russia, professional model at that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the professional side of her career. In the meantime, let's introduce everybody. Let's introduce her to everybody. We have Anastasia Bella Scotta. I think I said it right. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Good job. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, no, no definitely, definitely. So, first of all, you know, it's an honor to be interviewing a professional model. Um, based on what I've read and what I've learned about you, you got a long, massive one sheet in the model in the modeling world. And that is definitely something I want to tap into because we only we only see certain aspects of it. So let's talk about it. Um, when exactly did you learn you wanted to be a professional model? I emphasize professional. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting question because I don't even remember how it really became my job uh, because I was discovered at the age of about 16 uh, I met a, a photographer in a subway in Moscow and then he invited me to shoot with him so I didn't really at that time I didn't really know what modeling was I just thought it was about some photo shoots some, some kind of um, something connected with photography and uh, but then I was um, introduced to a modeling agency and um, I started working part-time. I was still in high school. Um, and I didn't really see it as my job. I just kind of did it for fun. And um, after a couple of trips to Europe, um, I kind of realized it became my job, like all the time. <laughs> I'm doing it more and more. And then um, I'm already traveling. It takes 100% of my time. And um, I didn't, I never really tried to get into modeling. It just, just kind of happened. Um, so, yeah, I would say that I started doing it full time at the age of about 22, 20. Yeah, when I moved to America, when I first came to New York, I really started getting booked um, more than ever. And this is when I realized that, yeah, that's my life. Oh, man. So- 
So it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Because when when you think of modeling from a, from a non-model perspective as myself, right? You'd be like, okay, all they do is get in front of the camera, take pictures, do branding, and, you know, the aspect. But now is the time to really dissect what modeling is for those who are illiterate to the modeling industry. So let's talk about it. Have fun. Tell me as much as you would like to talk about that that whole experience, that whole industry, and the goods, the bads, you know, the ups and downs. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a very interesting point. It's um, I thought the same thing, exactly the same thing before I became a model. I thought that models are people who are uh, being uh, shot for uh, magazines, for uh, advertisement, and that's pretty much it. Or yeah, I also knew about runway models, but not not that much. Um, so what, what is interesting is that modeling mainly consists of um, going to different castings and meet different clients. So they would uh, talk with you, they would see if you fit for a job. And um, after you go to 20 of them, 25 of them, uh, you might get booked. So. Uh, a funny fact is that uh, Giselle Bunchen didn't book her first 40 castings. So that's the, that's the, you already asked about the bad side, is it's basically that you get rejected a lot uh, before you actually get to uh, work for um, pay. Uh, so um, another, another interesting thing is that modeling doesn't always consist only of uh, photo shoots uh, and uh, runways. So there is such thing as food modeling. A lot of uh, models work uh, for uh, showrooms and the showroom is uh, it's when you um, try on clothes for buyers for different countries from different countries. So you work, yeah, you literally work with the designers inside of the uh, company, inside of the brand. Um, so yeah, and there are a lot of jobs like that too. Um, another, another important thing to understand is that a photo shoot is not something that just lasts a couple of hours, like a lot of people think. You show up there, you shoot, and it's normally a full day uh, uh, of, um, of doing uh, work. And uh, you normally, if you if you shoot in a catalog for something like Amazon or Macy's, then you would have you'll have to wear maybe fifty outfits because they shoot so many clothes. So it's a a lot of it is also uh, physical. It's uh, physical. physically, even tiring sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine uh, what a what a morning is like for a model on a busy day, a busy season, such as like the fashion week. Which it's it's very impressive to say, hey, I'm talking to a model who actually walked the runway for fashion week. Let's talk about how that experience was like. Were you scared? Did you ever imagine one day you will walk down one of the biggest fashion experiences in the world? 
Um, yeah, it was uh, Fashion Week is a, is a great experience because uh, you get to meet a lot of talented people. You get to see how fashion is really being done because uh, clothes are being fed on you. You go to maybe one or two fittings. Uh, you see how designers work, and then um, once you are actually at the show, it it just feels like a celebration. It feels uh, like uh, a celebration of the collection that the designer made, and you're just very, very happy for them. So it's a very happy feeling. But to get to that point, when you're actually on uh, runway, again, you have to go through all of these castings. And say, for example, um, to book um, a few shows, you probably need to go to like 10, around 10 castings a day uh, for like a full week. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, about that um, so and you never know that you're actually going to walk the show until like you're walking down the runway <laughs> because they can cancel you anytime sometimes there is a mistake and the clothes don't fit because yeah because they didn't get the measurements right and then you're already there you're already in makeup and uh, they just say, you know, sorry, not this time. That's, <laughs> we made that's, a mistake. And that's the quote. That's, that's how. Mean, wow. What? That that's how they t- say <laughs> goodbye. Is I made a mistake? Uh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that kind of happened. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> totally. Yeah. So let let's let's I talk. I it once in my. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You said once. Yeah, I had it once. Uh, yeah, I had it once uh, when I was actually uh, about to do a bridal show, and uh, the dress was just too big on me. It was, uh, and uh, it's not like in a photo shoot. It's not like you can uh, pin it or you know get it fixed. It needs to be perfect. So I just I didn't walk the show. Yeah, which is understandable. It's understandable. So let's talk about. Like, um, we're gradually going through this interview and we're covering a lot in just, you know, a short time. But your career is is over a year's span, years span, years. I mean, make sure this emphasize years span. And we talked about how you started at 16, how you got discovered by a photographer in Russia and then gradually moving to New York and doing all this amazing stuff. So this time in that in that move and that transition from Russia to America to America, I don't know why I just said it. New York, one of the, the only, to be honest with you, they're the top in fashion, period. Everything in the world comes from the East Coast and goes to West, South, all that. Midwest is the last to get anything fashion related, by the way. I learned that we're the last to get any top fashions. It goes to Chicago before it comes to us. So I just wanted to say that because we're talking about fashion and Fashion Week in New York. So let's talk about in those times when you came from Russia, you moved to New York, and you got some amazing career accomplishments, such as um, being working for brands like Steve Madden and uh, CoverGirl, Makeup Forever, Tommy Hilfiger, all these, Harper's Bazaar. Let's just talk about all these amazing opportunities and what you took from them 
as like just the experience, but also like leading up to one. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I have to say it took some time to, uh, first of all, get used to another culture and uh, start speaking another language. I mean, I learned English at school, but um, really, you know, to attend castings, to be able to at least uh, somehow talk to clients, uh, you need to, uh, to have at least some confidence. Uh, in your language skills so that was uh, yeah that that was a little challenging so I wasn't getting booked much uh, when like the first few months after I came here uh, then I went to Miami to develop my book and um, after I came back I started doing better um, I would say that I don't I I, I cannot uh, really uh point out any like favorite uh jobs that i've done i think that everything that i ever um that i ever shot for was um oh it was a great experience always especially working with uh, um, especially working with uh, big brands, like you mentioned, uh, Steve Madden, uh, Makeup Forever, CoverGirl, Moroccan Oil, uh, th this type of like commercial uh, clients, I would say. Uh, it's very interesting to see how many people actually work there. Uh, you show up and it's uh, such a big crew and it's normally uh, more models on set, so, um, you get to see this infrastructure and how fashion uh, works in a, com in a commercial way and like how much it takes for them to prepare for those um, projects. And uh, all you have to do is really just to show up. You don't have to bring a camera. You don't right. really have to do anything. So uh, I have to say that one of the feelings that I had is um, I just felt very, uh, very privileged. So when I started booking jobs, because you show up there and you know that these people worked so hard to prepare for the shoot, and you come and the everything is already there: the light, uh, the uh, makeup artist, the hairstylist, to make you look good. Um, so yeah, in in a way, uh, it's a uh, quiet. Um, it feels quite exceptional, and uh, this is when you actually feel very grateful for uh, being given that opportunity after all of this hard work that you had to put in. Uh, that that feels that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm living through your career right now because I guess I don't know many models or professional models, successful models. I'm, I'm gonna add even more words to that model: entrepreneur models, etc. Like it's not a lot. Uh, in my circumference so just learning um about some of the the, the ups and downs and challenges some of the memories like you said it was challenging um converting over to the english language in in, in full firm form and then also learning the culture uh, which is obviously kind of confusing for me and i live here so uh i know it had to be triple even more you know harder for you being from russia so when you were a kid, okay, we're going to, going to step back. When you were a kid and you were watching TV, did you have any special role models on TV? 
I did. They, they were changing from time to time, but I remember one of my favorites was Jennifer Lopez, and I uh, really liked um, uh, the movies where she was dancing. And uh, I, when when I was little, uh, for a period of time, I wanted to become a dancer. I still really like to dance, and uh, she seemed like the most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> to me and uh, yeah that was definitely a role model shout out to um, Jennifer Lopez <laughs> yeah I remember Jennifer Lopez really well <laughs> yeah. I saw the, the uh, uh, music videos uh, in Russia we have uh, MTV it's uh, very popular mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's that's as interesting because MTV was a big deal. It was a definitely a big deal in so many aspects of the music industry. So I asked that because it also shows different realms of you. You know, yeah, you're a model and you you are very educated in other aspects and all those good deals. But just learning about hey, who you used to watch on TV, who who spoke like jumped out at you when you were a kid, also helps us learn more about you now. Like you said, you like to dance. And you were very taken by Jennifer's performances and her videos and her modeling. She has some modeling brand placements as well back in those days. Okay, so we got that out the way. Okay, now here comes the fun part. I always like to ask these questions, these three questions in my interviews. And they are, what's your favorite hobby, your favorite drink, and your favorite snack? Okay, so... um, My favorite... Uh, okay, um, I'm thinking where, where to start. Uh, my hobby, one of my hobbies is painting. I haven't painted much over the last couple months because I just moved into another apartment still like setting it up. Um, painting, uh, drawing, um, I like. Uh, then um, I would say, yeah, that's, that, that's about it for, for now. Okay. <laughs> Um, then uh, favorite drink um, that that changes from time to time I would say <laughs> uh, I have two uh, one more on the sweet side and another one more like on the salty side <laughs> okay so I like uh, <laughs> I like old-fashioned um, for like more like the, the sweet uh, as a sweet drink Okay. And um, I would say dirty martini. Oh, for, what? Like, okay. Savory. Okay. Okay. Yeah, especially with blue olive, with blue cheese olives, because it's a snack and a drink at the same time. Wow. <laughs> so, just uh, teaching yeah. me something new Very today. <laughs> I've never had a martini. Just saying, or dirty at that. Um, <laughs> but what is your favorite snack? Or is it the blue cheese olive you just mentioned? Uh, yeah, I love cheese, that's for sure. I would say cheese and crackers would be my favorite snack. Sometimes, if I want something sweet, I get a sneakers. Um, yeah, sometimes a banana. See, look at that. But that's more like a morning, Full more like a morning snack. Banana, banana is like a really good... Actually, it's a really good breakfast. It is a good breakfast. And it surely is a good breakfast. And also, you can just pull one of them out. If you're hungry and you ain't want to go spend no money, you know, they're they're very affordable to have a banana. You know what I mean? So, I I actually like bananas. That's a good... 
Yeah, I like them. They they yeah. They they serve a the purpose when you don't want to go out and, and indulge in unhealthy practices. Just grab a banana, <laughs> cheese, or crackers as well. Like all of them are some of my my go tos when I don't want to slip up on my on my diet. You know, if if I was on one. So um, we're almost at the end of this interview, but I don't feel like we covered this last part. As being a model and it's being a very competitive market, a very competitive industry, and dealing with rejection and, you know, keeping keeping strong. What is something that you would like people to to take from your journey? Um, what what are some of your what is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? That's an interesting question. I think that um, my whole, like, how I see modeling career in my life is, um, I mean, I know it's uh, not forever and uh, at some point it will end. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how I see myself uh, is um, I dedicated a lot of my time, my energy, to work with people who are in creative industries, meaning photographers, designers, and I did whatever I could as um, as as a part of that industry, which was to kind of be that canvas, be that person who helps people create. Um, how I would like my model and experience when I'm old and when I cannot do it anymore and uh, I will not be uh, uh, I will not be uh, as uh, uh, I would say in demand uh, that I did everything I could in my power to contribute uh, to this industry to contribute to arts to contribute to creative industries um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, and I would probably just transfer to, um, another role to remain, um, and, uh, be creative, but maybe in some other sense, maybe I will still work in fashion, um, but um, I would take, um, another, right. another position. Got it. So. Got it, got it. So I wasn't saying that because, oh, yeah, tomorrow you're going to leave Earth. No, it's more like every day we wake up, we want to have a purpose. So the goal was to get the purpose that you wanted people to to get from you alive, you know, alive. OK. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so like like this is a very intriguing interview. Um, one of my one of my favorite, them, like because I feel honored to be interviewing a professional model, a model that has been placed in platforms I've looked at you know like that I aspire to want to dress like maybe one day I, I don't know so one like this is always a question I like to ask models how is it with feeling like you're um not good enough so I'm saying like you know some models from shows I've watched you know top top model with Tyre Banks back in the day how they didn't eat they, they felt like they needed to be smaller and all this. Like, from a model's perspective, please set whatever record straight with that. Um, 
not even this is personal. It's just more like a general question. How do you, I guess, how do you keep yourself motivated and not mentally beat yourself up about this industry that you're in? Um, I think um, one of the things that I learned is uh, you, uh, when you understand the specifics of the industry, then you kind of uh, distance yourself from the decisions of others who um, didn't want to hire you at some point. And if you keep going, you actually understand um, that being rejected once by a client doesn't mean that next time you're going to go and see them, they're not going to book you. And that happened to me quite a lot. So this is when you realize this is not about you. It's just that maybe for this job, they were looking for somebody else. Maybe it, it could be anything. Maybe they forgot about you. Maybe they lost your comp card. Maybe you were just not the fit at that time. And I think that nowadays it's becoming uh, really um, more um more obvious in uh, uh, the fashion industry that uh, clients' needs always change uh, because now the um, industry has become more uh, diverse. And um, I think that's, a, that's uh, a great thing because uh, when I just started, most models looked like me, meaning that they were tall, they were very skinny, and um, they were working for catalogs and runways. Um, mostly uh, and uh, nowadays I think with um, a commercial market kind of taking over um, those fashion standards uh, clients are looking for a um, diverse range of uh, sizes uh, heights ages uh, races hair uh, and um, yeah so I, I like to see it that the industry is changing and uh, that's, uh, again, it's a, it's a great evidence that uh, whatever happens is not really about you, it's just about the right timing, right client, to actually be seen and get that exposure that you need as a model. I want to thank you, Anastasia, first of all, for for stepping into the hot zone and, you know, providing us with the hot juices, hot spices, and hot everything, and being a hot talent on this, this podcast this, this evening. Um, before we get out of here, I want to make sure everybody knows how to find you and what you got next, what is happening next. Uh, what is happening next? Um, so this month... Um there will be a vlog coming out uh, with uh, uh, me in it, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, that was a great project I, um, I just worked on. So I'm looking forward. I'm still uh, waiting for the photos uh, to come out. So very excited about that. Uh, then... How to find me? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> as, uh, as, as everybody, I guess, nowadays. Um, so, yeah, my my name is... Uh, so, 
just a, a little disclaimer because uh, it's hard to pronounce my last name and my Instagram actually has my last name in it. So it's it's Belotskaya. It's, a, it's, it's me, you know, it's my last Yeah, it's my last name. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, this has definitely been a journey. Um, I usually ask every guest because we all went through a crazy year last year and all industries were impacted. Um, let's close it out on that. How what? How was the pandemic for you? Uh, how was uh, the pandemic? The, you know, during the pandemic, I have acquired uh, new skills. Some of them are actually tightly connected with modeling because the clients that I've been working with um, didn't have access to um, uh, crew anymore, meaning uh, the studio, makeup artist, hairstylist, uh, it was kind of the industry was down. Uh, so they couldn't hire people to keep shooting for them. And um, I was just uh, doing it myself. So I would receive the pieces uh, of clothing and I would put them on. I would uh, just uh, install the um, backdrop and uh, I would just uh, shoot myself on uh, the camera, just on uh, auto mode uh, and uh, yeah that way I created uh, some content for the catalogs so, and uh, yeah I've never done that before I never was uh, my own photographer and director um, so yeah and uh, what what is interesting a lot of clients still actually prefer it so a lot of models work uh, through Instagram now because most uh, most brands uh, they're very very uh, focused on uh, developing their Instagram uh, presence so cool and I, I said that was the last question but I, I just got more I got one more I got many more but I'm not going to hold you much longer sure. so models there's so many different models the brand models like I mentioned earlier brand ambassadors etc so when, say, an indie brand contacts you, do you have certain preferences of what you model? So say if it's degrading or say if it's saying some outlandish phrases on the shirts, how do you go by selecting or agreeing to do certain brand placements in your career? Um, so how do I decide on which... Uh, clients to work with or I, I would say for me my personal preference is to uh, work with uh, commercial clients so uh, for example I would choose to work with a makeup company first rather than uh, a magazine um, I don't know why but I just uh, enjoy it more um, yeah but that's that's my personal preference. Right. Some some models like magazines before, and they like to um, um, put on many outfits and be uh, creative with, uh, uh, with the location or with the uh, high high end uh, high fashion uh, outfits. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I would say I like to uh, to pose uh, with my uh, with my face expressions more. So, yeah. Which is a true talent because I've took photos over the over the years, and they said, "Don't smile with your teeth. Smile without showing your teeth." You probably could be like, "Okay, yeah, that's some modeling tricks," because you, yeah, you had to be able to express without showing your teeth. <laughs> like without smiling with cheese yeah so um i want to definitely appreciate you for stopping into the hot zone and giving me an honor to interview you and learn about your story and ask some out like questions i've been wanting to ask a model for a very long time like i'm in front of you and i can ask and you're so open and transparent so thank you so much anastasia for coming and rocking in the hot zone so what I tell everybody when they come through to the oh, hot thank zone. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a it's an honor. It's a true honor. What I tell everybody that comes through the hot zone is that we're family. You're more than welcome to come back, eat at the table, come over for the holidays, all that good jazz. But one thing I always like to say is come on back now, you hear? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. No that problem. Was great. No thank problem. You. No problem. It is time for all new In the Hot Zone with International Most P Without the T, where you're getting all the hot sauce. What's up? It's your girl, Tisha Campbell, and you're tuned in to the Hot Zone on Legend of Tunes with DJ Most P.